Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours. Well, give or take. It's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode number 160. I'm Schmitty. I'm Zoner. Selfies. I'm Derek. And I'm Zook. And we are at Comic-Con Fan X here at the Salt Lake Comic-Con. Uh, we get a little bit of ambience here going on. Not as much as last year, but uh, kind of fun. Kind of in a, in a nice sequestered press room, so it's good. Uh, is this, awesome press room. This is called the green room only because there is sparsely green carpeting. Uh, we are living it up. We are big deal here. Uh, this is the episode for the week of Monday, April 21st. Uh, sorry we missed our pre-show last night, but we were here on the con floor. Uh, and hopefully you were too. So... Hopefully we saw some of you. I don't know. I wasn't here. <laughs> People need to come and say hi to us. Nobody is. They hate us. We had one. Sharknado girl. We saw her. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's true. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Shout, out to, shout out to Sharknado. <laughs> awesome as ever. You know, if you're going to repeat a costume from con to con, Sharknado is a good one to do. If you don't know what we're talking about, uh, it's on our Facebook and on the site from last year. Girl done up entirely in Sharknado. I don't know how she's walking. It's <laughs> amazing. I don't know how I'm walking after two days of walking. Yeah. Carrying an 800-pound backpack. Only one day left. Yes. Okay, uh, shout-out to our friends over at TrekRadio.net, CryptonRadio.com, OpenBookAudio.com, and Stitcher.com. Also, um, hey, you know, you want to head on over to our site, take a little click on that banner right up at the top, take you over to Eagle Moss Limited, makers of some of the best miniatures you're going to find. Um, really awesome stuff. They have a limited introductory offer for us, uh, so if you make sure you take the link from our site. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're going to go ahead and uh, give you a discount there. So, Eagle Moss Limited. Um, also, you want to go ahead and uh, check out 4814 for some of the best web hosting available. Uh, we go through them. We rely on them. They, are, they treat us like royalty, and they'll take care of you, too. So, 48-14.com. So, if you haven't noticed, I am back from my vacation, and I brought a little throat tickle with me. Back from the dead, more like it. You may as well have been dead. You were in Texas. Yeah, well, you know, you go to Texas. Everyone comes back from Texas sounding like Eastwood. So so it, you just sound like you're choking on one of those Texas-sized horny toads. That's the worst thing you possibly say to someone. Don't ever say that to me again. I had to say something because you were choking, and I said what came to my mind. Well, uh, yeah, you guys ran the show last week, and you didn't burn it down, so that's appreciated. Sort of. I don't yeah. know how you'd burn a website down, but I wasn't putting it past you. <laughs> First show in three years I've missed. No, and it, it was fun. You can take more vacations if you need, you know. It's, it's all good. We got, we got the fort. You got it down? Okay. It took us about a half hour to actually start because we were having absolute giggle fits. Someone but... brought the giggles with her. <laughs> uh, and, and you didn't bring those giggle fits to... Uh, the pre-show, I noticed our poor fans. <laughs> we tried, but somebody doesn't have access to create the or to launch the hangout. So yay for permissions <laughs> issues. Yay Google, why do you hate us so much? Why do we keep coming back to you? I don't know. They're like the abusive husband, but we love him. I know, and he said that he'd stop doing it. So let's go back to our Google <laughs> Doc here to our show notes. First up, we have is a really kind of funny. Speaking of Google, Bill, this is an actual bill that's being suggested up on the hill and it's called the uh, in informally called the let me google that for you bill <laughs> now if you know anything about the way the government works right now there's probably 17 different ways for you to access information from a government agency not us the public like within the agency itself and each agency has their own system 
And this is a callback back to, you know, the web 1.0 days of like 97. And so everyone's using OS2 warp and really, really horrible uh, document management systems. This is before the days of Google and search engines. Well, it costs a lot of money to maintain those. And someone has actually decided, hey, you know, why don't we actually use Google for this? So the bill is, and it's actually uh, for the 113th Congress, it's S2206IS. Um, and it's just simply stating, we should let Google into all of our government agency documents and allow people within the agency to use that to search it. Because that can't go horribly wrong in any sort of fashion. Well, on one hand, you got to think this is going to save a huge amount of money within agencies, which is good. Definitely just wild. waste it in other things. What, what does saving money mean? Hey, look, you, you, can, you can choose to either have all your income taxes go to a plunger <laughs> or to maintaining one-tenth of a search engine. Either way, I'm not happy. <laughs> so what's everyone else's thoughts on this? Is this good? Is this bad? Well, they're, they're saying they can save millions a year um, by doing this. Um, and, and I don't think they're exaggerating because uh, uh, I don't remember exactly when it was, but they were saying to, to research on a, one particular bill, they were, it took them about 14 months, and they spent over $16 million uh, on this research. And someone later, like a week later, found all that same information on the Internet within an hour for free. So it's, it's kind of a – that's kind of a nail in the coffin – for, for proof that it is a lot cheaper just to go to the internet instead of going through all their uh, all the paperwork and everything they need to do to get this information is pretty expensive for them. Okay, now, but what's the uh, what do you think the repercussions are of letting a private internet industry have access to all the different agency files? I'm assuming, and this is an assumption, I don't have anything to back this up, but I'm assuming that those searches are going to be kept away from the public, that they're going to be sandboxed in some way. You would think, but how many times have we seen an employee get pissed off and release data that they shouldn't? I mean, this this has potential to go horrible. It could be argued, you know, I'm playing devil's advocate here, it could be argued that a pissed off employee would do that anyway, no matter what the search engine is. It is true. So but now we got to worry about a pissed off employee within Google, not just a pissed off employee within the government. That is something yeah, I had not considered. Not, not if they're localized Google servers. Uh, Google does sell actual physical servers that you can host privately in your own local company. So if, it, if that's the case, then Google would have no way of getting access to those, supposedly. Allegedly. <laughs> that's the word of the day, allegedly. Stolen Droids Podcast brought to you by the word allegedly. 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 And the number five. That sounds like a title, actually, allegedly a podcast. Um, into some other government news, it turns out that, and I'm kind of surprised you guys didn't bring this up last episode, but uh, April, the beginning of April, marked the death of Windows XP. I thought about it, but I thought, now nah, let's talk about something else. We have kind of kicked that horse we a have. few times. Yeah. It's a dead horse, but I kick it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's an obsolete See horse. how many flies come up off of it. <laughs> well, okay, so not everyone has made the upgrade. They have talked about how a lot more stuff is going with Windows XP than we ever thought, like ATMs. ATMs use XP. Who knew? I thought they were all Java. I figured there was some kind of well, Java uh, running Linux. on Windows, I guess. <laughs> I always just assume DOS. <laughs> the idea, though, is that you can continue to use XP, and Microsoft will go ahead and still support it, but you're going to have to pay. Well, it turns out that not only do ATMs have this problem, 
the IRS evidently is entirely XP. And they're going to have to continue to pay for years for more support from Microsoft because they aren't in a position to upgrade. They're not the only ones. I didn't link it in the show notes, but I also remember reading that the UK is having the same problem. Like most of the government in the UK is all XP based. The royal family. Yeah. Yeah. We actually, uh, with the company I'm with, um, we went through a lot trying to get everyone upgraded from XP to seven. And it is, or it was such a nightmare. And we still have quite a few that are stuck with XP. And those departments don't have a choice, but they have to pay it out of their budget just to make sure that they keep it supported. But it's like, you know, it's kind of hard when they drop the ball on you in October and say, oh, by the way, you guys are going over to Windows 7 in April. And then it's just like with all your programmings that you have to like figure out if they work with Windows 7. I mean, this whole thing has just been a nightmare. Well, now my question is, why are they upgrading to Windows 7? Windows 8.1 is out there. It's a stable operating system. It's the corporate rule, though. You don't go to any OS that's less than two years old. That's a stupid rule. (laughs) I didn't say it's good. And it also depends on the type of people that you have working, you know, I mean, because there's a lot of people that struggle with, uh, you know, Windows XP already. And then you move them up to 8, and they're going to freak out. And it's just like, to me, support-wise, it's nice that we just moved to 7 because it's an easier transition for people to move from XP to 7. It's still traumatizing. Yeah, I you'd be surprised I get that a lot, but it's still an easier transition for me to uh, deal with people from XP to 7. You guys can go right ahead. We're, we're, we're being, like I said, we have ambience. You guys can go right ahead and get your stuff. <laughs> we're recording at a con. We know the risks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this is, this is kind of a, a real faux pas on these companies, though, because... Microsoft actually extended XP support specifically for this reason. They tried to kill it once before, and everyone's gone, yeah, no, we can't make the upgrade in time. It's impossible. They said, okay, we'll extend it for you two more years. But that's it. It's not like we haven't given you plenty of warnings here. You have two more years. And what do companies do? They still wait till the last minute. In my case, my day job, the last week before figuring out, we should figure out how many XP machines we have. Yes. Yes, you should. Um, into some follow-up news, actually. You guys talked about it last week, about Heartbleed. Well, you guys weren't the only ones. The entire world's talking about Heartbleed. In case you were somehow abducted during this time or have just come into the world and are able to listen to a podcast, uh, Heartbleed was the uh, vulnerability that was discovered to be affecting over two-thirds of the Internet where you could return pretty much server code from just specialized commands. This isn't like a SQL injection. This is really low-level stuff that for some reason was a vulnerability everywhere. Well, it turns out there was one agency that knew about it. Do we have to guess who? Nope. That's all alleged. It's all alleged. (laughs) It's all alleged. Yeah, okay. Shouldn't surprise anyone. The NSA has been using this vulnerability for, it turns out, over two years to gain information and access into other backends. Well, and we actually this morning had the opportunity to sit in. I just heard Nobby. But we had the opportunity to sit in on a panel with the Dungeon Crawlers radio guys, and we talked a little bit about this, and I think it was me who made the point. If the NSA knew about this and was using it, you know dang well that China was knew about it and was using it. Oh, you yeah. know Russia was using it. You know, all these other people were using it. And while the NSA says, oh, well, no, we weren't using it, but then they say, oh, but if we were, you know, it was for the greater good. You know, China's wasn't for the greater good. You know, you, Russia you gotta wasn't love that disclaimer. But if we were, yeah, yeah I mean, I didn't hit that guy. But if I did, <laughs> you know, it's 
if somebody knows about this, this is a big vulnerability. You know other people know about it, and you know that everybody's exploiting it, and it's not all for good purposes. Yeah, and and to kind of make it worse, um, and segueing to our next headline, Obama is okay with it. He's creating an exception for the NSA to exploit these security flaws as they're found. The NSA does not have to divulge this information if they find it. Well, okay, let me let me play devil's advocate here. Okay, okay? not saying I love this, not saying I hate this, but. There are certain security vulnerabilities in all things, be it electronic, physical, whatever, right? It's just the nature of electronics. It's just the nature of of anything, okay? So everyone who ever went into scouts, and most people who didn't, know how to pick a lock. Even if they're not practiced at it, they know the basics of it. They know how it operates. Lock picks have been in effect for hundreds of years, for as long as there's been a tumbler lock. Okay? Yep. Is it wrong for law enforcement to exploit that when they need to? You know, you see movies with spies doing it all the time. It's not uncommon knowledge. No, but we know about lock picking. We didn't know about Heartbleed for two years after NSA found out. About it. So you're saying it's not that it's bad that they're using it. It's bad that they're not dis- divulging. Right. And that, that's, that's the, this exception that Obama is creating. Again, I don't know if I agree with you that it's a bad thing. Well, okay. Wait, so, what year is it? Just checking, because I <laughs> swear it's 1984 based on this conversation. Well, no, let's, I, let's look I, at it I this way. I swear, 1984. Let's look at it this way. If NSA had divulged that they knew about this Hartley flaw two years ago, the patch would have come out two years ago, and that would have been a whole two additional years. We would have been protected against it. Got that? So, okay. Now they're a spy agency. Yeah. Yeah. Period. Yeah. I mean, why in the world would they divulge it? Why are they spying on their own people? Yeah, but that's two additional years that the Russians, the Chinese, anyone else with with malintent could have been using it. 1984. Well, no. (laughs) That's longer than two years ago. (laughs) It's just digital, mutually assured destruction. Well, I like that phrase. But we're caught in the middle. Innocent people are caught in the middle. Yes. I would imagine. But if you're innocent, you don't have anything to worry about. Sorry, I should have... <laughs> I would imagine. What was I thinking? That if the NSA knew about this, if the NSA knew about this, they would have known to protect our stuff from other people to do it. They don't care about us personally, the little people, the civilians, what? but our government. If we, if Good if point. they protect it from, if they protect us from stuff, then they can't screw us over with the stuff. They can't read our emails. They can't find out our logins for Instagram. I mean. What if the president starts posting on my Instagram feed? Really, I don't want that. Do you, Zook? Photobombing everything. Photobomb. Taking pictures. Taking selfies with Samsungs. Hey, guys. Thanks, Obama. Him and David Ortiz. That's all my Instagram feed is going to be. It's like, I don't even know these people. That needs to be the new meme. Email working slow? Thanks, Obama. (laughs) Okay, so. Yeah, speaking of Heartbleed. This heartbleed gives me heartburn. BlackBerry finally does something right. They're uh, they're patching their BlackBerry Messenger for heartbleed. <laughs> okay, um, I don't know how to take this one. We've talked about it in the past. If Apple had discovered this, they wouldn't have brought it up. They wouldn't have admitted to it. BlackBerry isn't Apple. I don't see them as going really out of their way to patch heartbleed. Isn't that just kind of expected now? Yeah. But they need to let people know that Blackberries are safe so that they can still try and stay relevant. This is kind of like... Even though they may not sell their hardware in the future. 
I don't know. Them announcing this, like making sure to announce this, is kind of to me like people who donate anonymously and then talk about how much they don't donate anonymously. Like, look how good I am. I anonymously donated $3 million to save my pandas or something. You know, <laughs> broadcasting that they did the expected thing. Yeah. So you uh, patched your app. Yay. So did a million other people. That, that's awesome. <laughs> um, you know what's really kind of surprising? And this is not a plug for them, even though we use them. Uh, Cloudflare, the internet uh, caching company, uh, we use them to help cache our site and keep us online. They've... Uh, they jumped on this pretty quick. They've really. actually been Heartbleed uh, secure for years. Yeah. So that was that's kind of cool. <laughs> so the Chinese may be hacking your email, but no one can get into stolen droids. Not always the best sounding thing. Including us. Yeah. Stupid password. <laughs> it's not our fault you keep forgetting the password. <laughs> okay, uh, Google has decided to start scanning things. Uh, it used to be that... Google would scan certain third-party apps, right, in the Play Store for malware. They've decided now to start scanning all apps. Every app, even side-loaded apps that you you don't install from the Google Play Store. Now, is this kind of a uh, an extension? Because we talked about this, what, six months ago, where a lot of phone manufacturers were going to start... Uh, start uh, installing security uh, packages onto the phone directly that when you even try to install an app, it had to go through, and I forget the company, and I feel horrible, but many of you guys who have Androids, three of you here, I don't know what you have No, here. he has an Apple. It's um, Apple. I'm even outnumbered by the app heads. Um, <laughs> where if you try to install an app application at all, it has Android installer, and then it has the security one. Uh, and so is this just kind of an extension of that, just going one step further? Yeah, I think Google really wants to step up into the uh, security realm just just to be more um, appealing to businesses. Uh, they've kind of missed the boat a lot in that sense. So, um, yeah. Well, I don't know if you could say they've missed the boat considering there's like three app stores out there. Well, in the sense of security, three. In, in the sense of security, Official. because you, you see oh, right. Samsung Blackberry has come, something, right? Yeah. Okay. So Samsung had to had to come up with their own security because Google didn't have a built-in Android already. You have Samsung Knox. Um, all the Samsung apps have their own type of encryption because Android just didn't do it at the time. And so uh, I, I think I've said this before because it sounds familiar, but Google's playing catch-up. They're they're trying to catch up to uh, you know in, in catch up in the security game because since BlackBerry is no longer relevant in the corporate world, somebody has to fill that spot. So now my question is, is this some way for Google to try and minimize piracy? Is this going to give Google an in with them even looking at sideloaded apps where if it didn't come from one of the authorized locations, they can flag it? Well, that's a good point. Yeah, they, they claim they're only scanning for malware, but yeah, that's a good point. They, they could scan more information on... Its origins on, on where it came from, it. and whether or not the person actually bought it. Is there a head in that bag? We may have just inherited a couple uh, microphones, which is awesome. We'll leave this here. It's not your guys's. There's some oh, other microphones. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> is there money in there too? I left some money here. <laughs> <laughs> For those who can't see, because which is none of you, we just found a bag full of something. So sweet. Okay. Well, the the 
The worry about Google controlling your side-loaded apps is legit. The official stance is, is that they are scanning for malware. Okay, now, I don't know if this is still an issue. I haven't used uh, Google since just before Ice Cream Sandwich. You know, it was just about to launch for my phone. So the idea of sideloading was really, really attractive to me. That's pretty cool. I sideloaded a whole bunch of apps, and I remember I remember talking to you guys. My phone's not acting right. I'm getting horrible battery life. It's getting really, really hot. Well, it turns out there was a whole bunch of rogue processes running constantly. So I don't know if that's still an issue, if, uh, if Android is still susceptible to malware to the same degree it was back in the, the Froyo and Gingerbread days. Yeah, not as much, but... You still get that if you if, if you're app happy and just keep installing apps, that's that's prone to happen. Bound to happen. So that's why also why you only install apps from trusted sources. <laughs> I'm just saying. Or even that you just have bad luck with the phone. That's what happened with us. You know the the look that you just gave me, Zook. I honestly believed you were going to reach across the table and slap me in the head. <laughs> this is me. I'm sucking on a cough syrup. Look. <laughs> a cough drop look. I don't know what look that is. Sucking on a cough syrup. He's got a ball of Robitussin sitting here with a nipple on it. It's you don't know really nothing awkward. about me. It you don't know what I've been through. You don't know me. I'll tell you when I've had enough. <laughs> man, the girls here are also pretty. I love costumes. Derek, I love you, man. <laughs> you know what's really funny here? Of all the different phones I've had, uh, guess which phone I've never had any malware on? Your Windows phone. Your Windows phone. Isn't that funny? Even on your iPhone, huh? Even on my Super iPhone. Oh, I had loads of malware on my iPhone. Of course, I jailbroke it. Okay. Hey, uh, let's compare the, the, the markets real fast here, okay? The App Store has a whole lot of different checks and procedures, checks and balances to keep certain apps um, legit, right? Now, of course, if you jailbreak, you can go into Cydia and you can do all sorts of different stuff. But let's go through the official App Store channels. However... If I remember correctly, Apple has always seemed to be very particular about finding apps that do things that would sidestep Apple security. Like, they don't actually care about malware. They just don't want you to unlock certain functions of the phone. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Android apps or the Play Store hasn't really ever had anything like this. They used to have issues, though, where, and I think Google cracked down on it, if I recall correctly, but where some developers were going in, getting a specific app approved and then swapping it out yeah. for one that had rogue processes and oh yes yes i uh, remember yeah, that and, and that's, that's when they started their their whole thing with the your your app id um, they would actually create an app id based on the hash of the entire code yes and so if you went and I, you got your app approved um, get the app id created from that and then you go try to submit different code or or, or add an extra line of code they would unapprove it. Yeah. You'd have to go through the approval process again. Yeah, that, that was about a year and a half ago. And right. since then, I think it's gotten a lot better. Yeah, I, I, I've never had an issue with... No, I take that back. I, I downloaded a rogue app one time from the Play Store. It was when Temple Run was first coming to Android. And somebody put out a link saying... And it was retweeted by somebody respectable in the tech field. But they're like, here's the link. Uh, Temple Run's now on Android. And I remember that <laughs> it, it was rogue. I took it off within about thirty seconds, and I started getting all the pop-ups and force notifications coming. But I mean, for the most part, I think Android's been pretty clean. Now, I, I can't say for sure because you know no one really uses the BlackBerry App World Store. We have a couple apps on it. 
Uh, they're crap, Still? by the way. Don't <laughs> is, use them. Has anyone ever downloaded those? Uh, evidently, one person did. Wow. Left a pretty negative review. Were they in Waterloo? Probably. <laughs> uh, but I would imagine BlackBerry would just be happy someone's developing for them, even if it's malware. Well, that's why they gave you a playbook. Yeah. Um, and as for the Windows Store, Microsoft is pretty stringent on their requirements, so much so that a lot of people complain that there's no apps. Oh, my gosh, look at this. I put in, I want games, and I only get this many. It's like, well, yeah, because there's no crap. <laughs> you know, take form of what you will. So I think this is good for Google, and I think it's probably going to go towards other things. I can't wait for them to start doing that for extensions. Yeah, that would be nice. So for the Chrome browser, because I'm sick and tired of rogue extensions hijacking my browser. Uh, hey, uh, we mentioned Amazon just briefly here, I think. Maybe I'm making stuff up and hallucinating. Amazon Play Store got mentioned. <laughs> oh, if it okay. didn't, it just did. <laughs> uh, Amazon is rumored to be working on a phone. I can't help but feel this sounds like an April Fool's Day prank <laughs> that's just a couple Those weeks still late. seem to keep coming. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, we've had the Amazon phone rumors for a long time now, and, and uh, we actually have proof now. I um I want to say it was a uh, a submission for uh, for parts that they uh, that came about for cameras, and so it's rumored that each phone will have six cameras on it. And that was the first rumor that we heard that was verified by by an actual parts order. And then after that, um, uh, an article from one is website and the article in CNET um, actually. Um, that's what I'm thinking of. While you're looking that up, can I just say that if I owned a tech company, I would go out of my way to screw with my competitors when I know that they're about to release a new phone. And, you know, they have scuttlebutt on what the phone type's going to be. I'm just going to go out and start ordering massive amounts of parts just to one-up them. Well, you know, you know it, just to, oh, hey, they have that new six-core phone that's coming out. Let's put an i7 in there. Just start ordering a whole bunch of stuff just to screw with them. Let's just go to I-12 while we're at it. Why not? Uh Intel hasn't even developed it yet, but we've got it in our phone. I want I-23 just (laughs) because it sounds awesome. But, no, you know, it's interesting talking about competitors following competitors. I have clients, and when recently, very recently, when a big company made a very large announcement, asked one of my clients about, oh, yeah, they they finally came out with that, huh? They finally announced it? They finally... Yeah, they, they know about this stuff for, for a long time before we do. Well, when you have sites that are constantly publishing Mr. Blurry Cam photos, I mean, how can you not? So, Anybody were able to find what you're looking for? Yeah, so so they didn't actually confirm it, but there's um, there's reports from uh, KGR, KGI Securities uh, that yeah, Amazon will launch a phone, a smartphone within three to six months. It will have six cameras, and four of the cameras are front-facing, but they're infrared cameras. And what they do is they detect the motion of your face and detect where you're looking on the phone, and then the screen can project a 3D image that's relative to where you're looking. So from your point of view, you're looking at a 3D display, and they don't have to spend extra money on on parallax screens and additional uh, you know, lensing, the expensive lensing screen that the 3DS had to put on. So I think this is... If if they can pull this off without it being really gimmicky, it may be the future of 3D for phones, for personal. They could also use the infrared cameras to like detect ghosts. This is true. Ghost hunt, it'll, it'll spike ghost hunting. <laughs> that's a, that's and, a new demographic <laughs> Amazon can really go for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so we're doing Comic-Con, we got the paranormal investigators, you know. <laughs> we, we should go ask them what they think about that. Now, 
people might say that Amazon, an Amazon phone, who on earth would want an Amazon phone? But remember, a month ago, we would have said, who on earth would want an Amazon TV? Mm-hmm. And the Kindle Fire TV is freaking awesome. Yeah. Well, the, the only concern, I, I get, okay, not the only concern, but the biggest concern about an Amazon phone is look at, look at the Amazon Kindle. It's completely closed. You can't put the Google Play Store on it. Um, you can only install things that are within the Amazon universe, which is okay if you're into, you know, buying things off of Amazon, if you're okay with all the things they have on the Amazon store, um, ebooks, uh, audiobooks. They have they have quite a huge selection, but you're still in a close. It's kind of like the AOL of, of OSs, if that's what it turns out to be. Um, but if they're able to create a full Android or or go full Android and not sequester people in their own in their own uh, system, I think it can. That being said, how many articles are there really about being able to completely root a Kindle and put the Play Store onto it? But how many consumers actually do that? That's true. <laughs> All I know is that I thought that having a Kindle was stupid, and then I got one. It's freaking awesome. I thought that the Kindle Fire was kind of a dumb thing, and then I messed with one. And so long as you're not looking for a full-on tablet, it's freaking awesome. I thought the idea of a Kindle TV was overblown and stupid, and what on earth is Amazon doing? After it launched, it's freaking awesome. I still contend that Amazon drones are stupid. I just want to shoot them out of the air. Yeah, take my shotgun out and have some fun. Until I'm getting an Amazon Prime delivery within the hour from a drone, you can't convince me that's a good idea. No, I, I think it's a great idea for Christmas shopping without spending your own money. <laughs> this trap. Just <laughs> <laughs> have a drone trap. A box of shotgun shells is a lot cheaper than a new Xbox One. Yeah, this house kind of sucks, but it's right in the drone's launch path, so we decided to stay. <laughs> Planted a couple palms right there. Yeah, I mean, get your get your drone blind set up, and yeah. I, I'm curious what a drone call sounds like. It just uh, looks like a QR code. <laughs> this is just a giant QR code. Okay, so an Amazon phone. What, are, what, what I want to know what people out there are thinking about it. You know, let us know. Feedback at StolenDroids.com because I don't know. I couldn't do worse than some phone companies that we've already oh, mentioned very. far too much. Yeah. <laughs> I know, freaking Apple. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this one may have just been completely kiboshed, but uh, there was a post earlier this week about the possibility. Or is this? I have it's, I have inside information on this uh, one. Okay, so so yeah, there's this article um, of uh, this image that's created by a well-known animator. Um, advertising Disney's animated Firefly series and a pop-up ad. Yeah, pop-up ads. So, so we have a well-known artist. We have an image of Disney Firefly animated series, and that's all they gave us. The internet obviously goes nuts because that's what we do on the internet. What are you talking about? But then we met with that. It's full of rational, level-headed, mature people. Exactly. With high levels of education. But I actually asked Adam Baldwin about this earlier today. And he looked <laughs> nice like, name drop there. He looked I like, like how he slid that in there. You, you can see the interview as soon as we post it, which will be sometime. Um, but he looked seriously like he wanted to shoot me under the table. <laughs> He's like, did you check the date of the article? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually... I did. I know it wasn't April 1st. He told me it was an April Fool's joke. He essentially called me an idiot uh, without calling me an idiot. He was nice. 
but he has such a nice smile that he could say anything that and you're like okay yeah so. his, yeah his eyes made me like it was, it was, I, I was afraid i was gonna pee i was giving you a smile but at the same time you suddenly felt like less of a man yeah yeah, yeah pretty much yeah sorry think yeah. about how that would actually work for a minute though if you just copied all of the live action characters straight over to cartoon yeah, you've got a highly respected whore. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, it wouldn't be a family <laughs> show. <laughs> yeah, well, so maybe Disney XD. D- Disney's taking a yeah. whole new yeah. direction. Yeah. It'd be like Disney's Archer, basically. <laughs> Ooh, that would be awesome. Yeah. Couldn't be any worse than Hannah Montana. No. Well, oh, good point. Yeah. We figure after Miley, we can put anything in animated form. <laughs> that that is true. I think to some degree, we can still kind of believe that this is still in rumor state and not debunked state. I'm not sure how much Adam Baldwin knows. Well, he about hasn't the got the call from Joss yet. That's true. So. so, well, you know, now that Joss has that really lax job that he doesn't have to really work for, you know, heading up Disney's entire Marvel universe. Yeah, I, I don't see time. I don't sure, see it not? happening. And you know, I I really don't see this happening anytime soon. However, you got to ask the questions. I had the opportunity to ask, and I told him, I said. I'm sorry for asking this stuff, but I got to ask. So, yeah, I don't know. I get the feeling that there's a lot of really talented artists out there who like to draw things just to draw, post it to the internet, and then come back the next day as confused as everyone else why their picture is up. Yeah. Like, wait a minute, what? Awesome, <laughs> a new movie, new comic books. Yeah. Everything. You know, you'll notice that people never do this about fan fictions. <laughs> they never get this excited over that. It's because nobody wants to see Lion O and. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, keep going, keep going, Zonner. Let's hear where this fantasy in your mind's going. I, I got to try and think out the most horrible thing I've seen on Topless Robot. I, I just, I can't. It's too horrible. It's improv at fanfic night. <laughs> Everyone, bring it back. That would go to a dark place real quick. I think. Okay, um, we're running out of headlines fast here. I thought you guys added more show notes while I was gone. I had a tent. See what happens when I leave. <laughs> We've been busy, like working at. Fanex and stuff, getting interviews that you can now listen to once we post them. And we do have a lot of cool people telling us, Terry, telling you that you're listening to Stolen Droids. Yeah. Um, hey, okay, so this is kind of a callback uh, headline to an earlier deal. You remember, what was it, like a month ago, two months ago? Almost a month ago. Talked yeah. about the Netflix. Hey, it's our friends from Dungeon Crawler. You missed an awesome panel. <laughs> we had people laughing and rolling and cheering for us, and they did a standing ovation. No, they do that. Hey, listeners, listen to that. We need you guys to be like that for us. How come you never do that for us? <laughs> Why don't you love us? Come join us. What are you talking? Yeah, we have our friends from Dungeon Crawlers Radio. They're going to join us in our, our show here. Yeah, come, come join. <laughs> you were totally talking to someone. You had on. We're on Skype, you know. It's my mom. <laughs> Someone has to listen. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, yeah, so last... What was it, a month ago, two months ago, when that whole deal between Netflix and Comcast went through? Netflix dumped all that capital into speeding up their pipes into Comcast, and people went ape uh, with the idea that uh, net neutrality was dead. We tried bringing it up then, even though other people have still (laughs) gone all over it. Netflix claims they did this, and I'm prone to believe them, but they claim they did this because they were having a huge bottleneck just trying to get their content into Comcast's system then get to subscribers that comcast wasn't the bottleneck it was the other isps that netflix used well to kind of 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> we have audio audio artifacts now. How will I'm we ever so survive? Sorry. <laughs> Revan sitting up laying on the table over here. We should take a quick moment here and introduce yeah, let's, you. Let's introduce the guys. Let's introduce the guys. Well, like I told you, sure. <laughs> so, something thinks I something, something tells me our show just took a turn. That's podcast bomb. That's gonna Go be fun. Introduce yourself. I'm so sorry. I am on a monster. Um, <laughs> I can't, yeah. Any complaints, Lord, for you? No, what about me? Revan with Dungeon Crawlers Radio. We got Joe. Hey. And doing it again. Uh, you already introduced me. You can introduce me twice, though, because I'm just that awesome. Good, because he's amazing. And Little Ben. Down here. We're all here. Little Ben. Uh, we, You've we never met, met Little Ben. Or I've Joe, met Little or Ben. Or uh, I expected you to be bigger now. <laughs> Up there than Big Ben. Uh, um, he's a real person. <laughs> but he's not gentle, Ben. No, I'm not gentle, Ben either. No, no, no. The way he's looming over you right now, Zoner. That's kind of scary. Would you like some lube? I, I... <laughs> so I, I kind of want to jump in and say something about Comcast. Okay, yeah, sure. the real. I don't know if anyone knows this, but Comcast throttles any uh, data that comes across as Netflix. So if they see more than one. Uh, Item streaming, they throttle you down because they automatically assume you're torrenting. Right. Yeah. And it's just weird. To be honest, you probably are. <laughs> yeah, let, let, let's be. When you cut that cable, you you found other methods. Let's. <laughs> we're all, we're house, amongst friends. In my house, if there are three Netflix streams going, it's because there are really three. Yeah, Netflix there's really streams. three. Well, there's this is some in one room. There's Dexter in the other yeah. room. Sounds <laughs> like my house. And this is the thing, you know. I network administrator. I, I did this for years. I would call them up like, "We don't throttle." I'm like, "I have a eight gigabit connection, or not gigabit, make whatever." I, I'm on a monster. It's gonna say. I'm on it. I have an eight connection, and now I I have like a two. No. no, you're you're doing something. I know what you're doing, and then I spout off everything, and then they they go through their script. I'm sorry, sir. Listen to me. But it sucks, and they had to they had to make some they had to jump into the bed of the devil mm-hmm. to actually get service. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And well, it worked. It worked uh, because here we are in this last month. Netflix has reported a 65 percent increase in speed to Comcast subscribers. So now you can but, torrent even but better. But they weren't throttling. How, how is that possible? Because Comcast was not doing anything to the stream. Well, well, except they, crossing it. They, yeah, they probably still are crossing their streams. But by taking that out that roadblock that Comcast can't control, all of Netflix's content is now basically in the Comcast network to begin and this with. that's the best part. Your bills are going up $10. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad I that's usually my what Comcast bill. What was that quote? I remember that quote Google, that... Uh, Google Fiber. They talked about when they did that merger. It's like, we can't promise your bills won't go up. Yes. It's like, that's not a nice quote. That's, no, that's, that's a bad not. thing. Thanks, guys. They want to be safe. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, that's almost like you know, Microsoft when the Xbox came out. They're like, you, don't, you want backwards compatibility? <laughs> Buy an Xbox 360. <laughs> what? Yeah. Congratulations. Your TV is now backwards compatible. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. I, I well, let's take a second here. What do you guys do? You're, I mean, what don't we do? We've talked about we you guys awesome before. And amazing. We did you guys on yesterday, or was that this morning? That, that was, was this morning. morning. <laughs> so yeah, for, for our <laughs> listeners, so that, so that our listeners who are dedicated to us, like the, all three of them, so they know. So who they wants know. to say what we are? Who are what we are? Can we do it? Do it. Yeah. All right. Because you never talk. I talk. I say things. And you insult us. Most of the talking I do is insulting. Yes. He's just not my fault. Who are you? Where are you from? Yes. We are. So we're Dungeon Crawlers Radio. We broadcast live every Thursday out of West Valley at Epic. Uh, we are basically the geek. We do movies, games, books. We have a lot of authors on. And then uh, Gamer Forger is our big thing. 
So if anybody calls up questions about any of the games you're playing, we got Revan, we got Joe, we got Flagoon. They'll answer them. Chances are I'll make fun of you. But they pretty much handle everything we don't. See, we don't do, we do the a live stuff, so that you guys have content. Exactly. Thank yeah, you. We Thank you for leaving us that. We phone. do we appreciate, appreciate that. that. Yeah. yeah, we also get a lot of interviews. We've had uh, mainly authors. We've had uh, R.A. Salvatore. Over uh, and over. A lot. Tracy Hickman. Over and over. Over and over. And almost, if you name it, we've all... Margaret Wise, John Scalzi. Sanderson. Brandon Sanderson, Dan Wells, Larry Correa, Paul Janess, the list. Craig Nibo. The list goes on and on. I feel inadequate with all those names being dropped right over my head. Tim, right into your lap. You were so good. Should. I need a picture of that. Now I just feel dirty. Where can people find you? We are on Facebook, Twitter. It's all Dungeon Crawlers Radio, and then uh, no, Dungeon- Twitter is DCR underscore show. DCR underscore show. Because Twitter has a character limitation. Yeah, so should our URL. It's uh, DungeonCrawlersRadio.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, Would you prefer DCR underscore show.com? <laughs> um, you got to spell out underscore. Though. Really. <laughs> And then, uh, Screw with that SEO, man. <laughs> stop by Epic on Thursdays during the show. These guys will talk to you. I'll probably ignore you. Where, where is Epic? Because we have a lot of internet. Uh, Epic Puzzles and Games in West Valley City. Or uh, Utah. Lehigh. Utah. We're mainly in West Valley City, which is in Utah. And I know it's a really weird name. But it's better than Manti or... Or we have a lot of weird names in Utah. For all of our, uh, our listeners who are from outside the area, we got a lot of screwy places here. Yeah, we met you guys last year, actually, at the very beginning of Comic-Con. Where you guys were sitting in your booths? No, no, we, no were, we met. We were the, ushered into the room. Oh, we were in the press room. room. That's right. Where we sat there for a whole hour talking to each other, wondering where is everyone? Is everybody choked on exhaust? And then it, it was some random lady. It's like. Your impression should be, room. and then she goes to somewhere else and comes in. You're in the wrong room, and then we like packed up everything and ran. Yeah, for the, there was a good hour of my life where I thought that you guys and us, we were the only press people who had half a clue what was going on. And I felt really awesome. good about what my life. That would have been really awesome. <laughs> like I've made it. I'm in the place that no one else is, and then it turned out no, it was all a lie. <laughs> yeah. So, it's even more of a lie this year. Yeah, uh, and last year you guys yeah. were you guys were running the nomad scene. Yes, and this year we decided to take a page out of your book. And, which is awesome. Which we is decided yeah, we should share a booth in, in, in September, so we have a place to put up our feet. Because oh my gosh, my feet hurt. So <laughs> yeah, we can, we can bring our own drinks. There is nothing soft about a concrete yeah. convention floor. Are you kidding? Dragons yes. sleep on that. That's nothing. <laughs> we need to stop talking about dragons because it doesn't end well. <laughs> The intern is in here, so we're solved. Trying to fight with Chris, the intern, last week about dragons. That that's, that's, a, that's a rabbit hole I don't want to go down. Okay, so moving on here. Thanks, guys. We were running short on content. We had no. We will give you lots do. of content because apparently we could BS amazingly well. Yeah, when it we comes to high up. We won't say what we were BSing on the air, but we will talk about it after. Let's talk about Google acquiring a freaking aerospace company. Dude, yeah, why not? They bought the drones that Facebook was. They bought the company Facebook was interested in. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they took over and bought Titan Aerospace. Part of me wants to say because they can. Yeah, <laughs> and why not? Well, because why not? Well, either that or they're also buying way too much into uh, Chuck Palahniuk's Fight Club. Yeah. and uh, now all the uh, big companies are buying. Into the aerospace program, so be prepared for the Starbucks telescope. 
Skynet. I'm kind of Skynet. wondering Skynet. between that and didn't they also buy that robotics company that worked for yeah. DARPA? Yep. They made all the combat bots. So this Boston is what Dynamics. we really don't know is Google is developing a robotic army to take us over, and then their selected people they have living with us, which are apparently geniuses, are going to design a shuttle to fly off into space and colonize a new planet. Well, and then the rest of us get stuck on the plane with Tom Arnold. So I made a joke post on the site years ago, before we even started doing a podcast, about how Google was just going to become Skynet. I think it was like Google's 10th anniversary or something, and on their official site, they had the whole timeline of this is when the first Google one, and I took it further, and I made a timeline starting there, continuing past the present, to write about when Google search becomes sentient and launches the nukes. So if we go into Sergey Brin's house, are we going to find, like, the cybernetic arm? The arm, yeah. But you the, need, the like, dual keys to get, get that. They've been, they've been reverse engineering Megatron for years. Come on. Good point. Unfortunately, you can also go on to ThinkGeek and find the, the cybernetic arm, I'm pretty sure. So do we have Everyone a John has a cybernetic Carter arm yet? It's me. It's a little bent of right. that John Carter. <laughs> <laughs> a less British John Carter. Of Mars? What? No, not jo- no. Carter John. No. John Carter. Carter. Oh, sorry. It's Connor. Are you Connor. both? Both. I'm both. Yes. <laughs> I'm Taylor Kitch and Christian Bale all combined into one. Did you say combined? Yes, dude. Combined. You've been playing a lot of games. We are tired. You just said John Carter, too. So. We have been here for two days. Our brains are melting. And we only got, like, one more day to go. <laughs> we only have okay. If you have never been to a con, you need to go to a con. And you need to be bringing pretty much a store's worth of electrolytes with you because... I just stood in line two and a half hours for Karen Gillan's inter- autograph for ten seconds of her time. Never do that again. Okay. On the last panel, Flagoon drank an entire craft of water. I just I did it just to say that I did it, and I was really thirsty. I was on uh, I was on a panel at uh, Conduit last year. Yes, uh, in, Conduit, awesome. Yeah, intro to podcasting. I'm sorry, we've yeah. done that too. Yeah, we, we had a whole eight list, eight people there. You had four uh, more people than we had. My favorite was the very <laughs> first question. Yes, how? What's the easiest way to make money at podcasting without stealing things from other people? To which I had to say, well, one, don't steal from other people, and two, don't go into podcasting. <laughs> but yeah, I drink like one and a half carafes. I don't. Know. So we is did that, that what that's called? Yeah, yeah. So we did that same panel before, and they Giraffe, put us with this yeah. other crazy lady that started going on. Teaching him wavelengths and all this stuff. Like, what the heck does that have to do with podcasting? So, to get the perfect audio, you have to get this wavelength with this wavelength. Go buy a freaking soundboard on a laptop. You're good at a microphone. Ta-da! Yeah. Uh, Audience, what you can't see because you're listening is uh, that is exactly what we're recording on. Well, really, that's it. You don't even need a board. Yeah, I mean, we don't even have a soundboard. We have, well, our friend Joe Levy, the mobile guy. He oh, records, Joe Levi? Joe Levi, sorry. He records on his phone. In his car while he's driving. Yeah, that's his that's his commute home. He I scream well, safe. I've, 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 yeah, I'm pretty sure that's illegal. In so you can watch their iPad so, so long as it's hand free, he's fine. Yeah. Well, I, I work for the the traditional radio station, and you have all that equipment. And it's really cool, really fancy, and you can run the mic that connects USB program and a laptop. You're good. Yeah, you don't well, need a lot. What's really funny you is, and, and I know people, I know audience, we're we're jumping off on a tangent here. We're like derailed. <laughs> this is what we're so good at. My wife actually managed to interview Garth Brooks uh, a couple months ago. Well, she's a huge country fan. There's nothing wrong with country, dude. Yeah, so she calls into the radio station, 
She calls into the radio station, and they're trying to combine the phone signal, her phone signal, with his phone signal and the on-air signal. The problem is, is that she could hear the DJs just fine. I couldn't hear him. But couldn't hear him. Yeah. But he could hear the DJs and her. So literally, she asks the question, doesn't hear anything back. The DJs start laughing, so she starts laughing too. And then that's it. She manages to get like two questions in and hearing it back because, you know, they, they, they yeah, keep it for later. Point. Yeah, it sounded perfect. They weren't laughing at her. He told a joke. She laughed at the right time. But they admitted later, yeah, we're sorry. We, that, that's something that's new to us. We're not really sure how to run that. Mm. So I feel a lot better knowing that it's not just me. I'm going to say this. You screw up all the time. We have a button to do. It took us three years to learn that you can always push that button or... You know, we're, we're thinking everything's going great. You hear sound effects. You hear the, the other person on the other line. It's not broadcasting. Did an entire it's, show that way. It's dead air. Right. Yeah. It, you make mistakes. It's trial and error. You know, you, we're learning the equipment just as much as anyone else. You know, you get a new piece of equipment. The instructions say it works this way. But when you plug it into this device or that device, who knows what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And most of the often, you can't figure out the bugs until you're doing the show. Yeah. Well, that's how I learned this. What does this dial do? Yeah. Nope, don't touch that dial. Yeah. If it you wasn't know, on a computer screen, I'd sticky note it. A, a lot of people that come up to me and ask me, you know, how did you get started in podcasting? And get, they, they have an interest of getting started, um, but the biggest reason they don't is because they're afraid of messing up. And 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 my the thing I tell them is just start. You will mess up. That's that's a that's a given. Well, I mean, just that, start that implies with anything. If you're afraid to, to do something because you're afraid you're going to mess up. You're never going to crawl out of bed. Yeah. I make a public fool out of myself every morning. <laughs> but that's what brings up. character, too, in yeah. stories. Well, yeah. We, we can tell that story. We screw it up. Uh, you know? I do have to say, though, if you screw up an interview's name, that's bad. <laughs> can I say that out loud? Hey, you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's even yeah, better. We're sitting here with... I did an entire red carpet event down in Vegas, the IAW TV Awards, yeah. and every single person, hi! <laughs> so, <laughs> what are you here for? Yeah. Because I don't know who you are. I've never seen your series, and you've never heard of me. Yeah. So let's kill 30 seconds together. Yes. No, it, it's tough. It's funny, because I was, I was doing an interview today. I don't even remember who it was. Maybe it was Edward James Olmos. He's like, I don't know who you are. Yeah, probably not. We're just the podcaster in Salt Lake. I, you probably we, that's don't okay. We weren't expecting we are. you to. I just want to talk to you. But no, he, he was pretty awesome. He was still awesome. Yeah. He didn't care that he didn't know who we were. Yeah. Okay. Well, you got to take that risk. You know, yeah. we're out here. I mean, if you've never come to a con as a press guy, you're out here pounding the pavement, waiting to get an interview. And if you don't have any street credit, which, you know, most of us don't have at one point or another, it's tough. I've got tons of street credit. Yeah, yeah. and when just you walking up to ask that yeah. question. And you have both staff right. skills well, and nunchuck skills. Yeah, and and, and I mean, John Connor. Exactly. You know, you, you, you've seen them on TV or on a movie. They're intimidating, but they're just normal people. They are just normal people. I mean, and really, that's the coolest thing. That, that is nervousness cool thing. of mine yeah. is, is gone. Yeah. Like, when I started interviewing last year, I was so nervous and scared because I was like, oh my gosh, these are big wigs. Can we Here's talk me. about who you started interviewing, though? Because if I interviewed, if my very first interview was between those two, I would have been nervous for totally who different is, reasons. Who was your first interview? Okay, my first interview was with Leanna Vamp and Nicole Marie Jean. The and, cosplay chicks. Yes. And huge fan. I, was I just, know who she is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just... 
Well, so I was for our fan. listeners who don't know, right. cosplay so girls. I was very nervous, yes. big fan, and mm-hmm. so they asked me to do an interview with her, and yeah. I was like, okay. So I walked nice. up to her, and she was like, yeah. They dropped everyone there yeah. to talk to me. I mean, they just turned around, ignored everyone, and just sat and talked to me for the longest time. There was people coming up wanting interviews. They didn't care, and for some reason, it's like it just helped because now this year, it's like Easier. I can definitely feel more confidence in going up and talking to people. There's a few I don't want to interview just because They're it's – Yeah, it, it's just it's like that, – That's why like I've been going and asking I'm for a hug. Myself. That's yeah. been my goal because I've been getting a hug from almost everyone. So, so. I, This is the best advice. You know, This is something that's always worked for us. Be polite, respectful – and don't do the geek out thing. You can do that after you've left. But if you do that in the middle of doing your show, you've just, you know, the interview, you've ruined it. Yeah. You know, because that's the last thing they want. I mean, yeah, they're here. They enjoy coming here. They like seeing the fans. But they don't like seeing someone completely fanboy out of someone that's supposed to be conducting an interview. Well, it's also me. I don't want to show anyways yeah. just because it's like I have that shy side and I don't want them to see it anyway. Yeah. So it's like I'd rather share it with someone who knows that whole geek stuff. So awesome. Zook splashing gang signs out. I like the fact that I do that all the time and he, it's, it's great to see yeah. you guys do that. I'm the producer. It's a producer thing. It is. Yeah. Remember uh, that. <laughs> I'm either telling you to draw it out, wrap okay. it up, or steal third. Uh, we have one more headline. I frankly don't care. Do we care? Let's just chat, Samsung. man. Let's just... Sam. Okay, Samsung doesn't want to uh, make another Android phone. We think they're making Android, but they're also making Tizen phones. Yeah, Discuss well, amongst yourselves. <laughs> so it, yeah, it was, Discuss. Their, their next phone announced was... Can I block drink coffee? <laughs> <laughs> Their next announced phone was supposed to be Tizen OS, which it is, but they've also, uh, well, and, and their next uh, uh, watches also are all Tizen OS, however you say it. But now they're also, um, they have plans for an Android smart or Android Wear device. Uh, so they're trying to keep. Android I, I think they're just trying to make as much money as possible. And if they can make money without paying anything to Android or to Google, they'll do it. Well, the reason why they switched to Tizen was because it was better for mobile devices. But this was before, I mean, I mean mobile, I mean, as in wearable. This but this was before Google Android, Android Wear. Android Wear was announced. Yeah. It doesn't mean that Samsung didn't know. They can claim whatever they want. They did it for reasons for them. That's a good point. So, okay. Um, oh, okay. Do we want to do favorites? Yeah. Do we want to keep favorites till next week? We can keep favorites till next week. Let's save them. Okay. What is, what's been your guys' favorite part of the con so far? The D and D next panel. <laughs> yes, they had some really great guys sitting on that thing, and they knew a lot of what they were talking about. <laughs> I'm sure that appeals. Yes, we yeah. actually poked yeah. our head in. You guys had a lot of a lot of people I, there. It was freaking amazing how many people we had in because we're like, Dude. we're like, okay, how are we going to pull this off? We're not going to have anyone I show up. It's seven o'clock. I'm going to show it to my communications professor and see if I can get extra credit. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, there's been some plus sides and some downsides. Obviously, um, Adam Baldwin so far has been awesome. That's probably my highlight so far. That will change tomorrow, but yeah. so far that that one's probably been my highlight. I, I saw that you guys had interview with Jeremy Bullock. Yes, Boba Fett. Yes, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately someone I wasn't there for someone it. Someone in this group does not like Boba Fett. That that was a loaded question. Yes, I know. 
Uh, actually, he was really nice. He, he was. You, know, <clears throat> you just say that because you hugged him. Well, the, the, the thing me. about him, you know, and, and, and this kind of goes, you know, to like Henry Winkler last year. Henry Winkler it, was amazing. He spilled coffee. You know, Jeremy did. He didn't ask the the person that works here, the volunteer, to, to clean up. He's like, it's my mess. He cleaned up and he's like, hey, just give me a moment. I got to clean this up. And then he was, he just like turned around and he was on. It was really cool. Uh, you know, there's some people like that here. There are a few people here I'd want to drop kick and say, screw you. We're never interviewing you. Yeah, we're, we're putting yeah. those up on our site. Awesome. We actually want to, I think it was Derek's idea. He wants to create a new site, rottencelebrities.com. Like nice. Rotten Tomatoes, only it's celebrities. We should totally do that. You know what? Elise, she'll be aware when you go to the cons who to go for and who not to go for because there's been a few oh that. You need a fan rating. Yes. You need uh-huh. a press rating. Just like a critic rating and a. Yeah, you know, I, I have some comments on this entire we section of the podcast will be redacted. This is our idea, people. <laughs> you cannot take it, and if you do, we will hunt you down. And next, Amber will cut you. Yes, the last five minutes were probably. <laughs> <laughs> We've had that before. <laughs> That's all good. The key. Yeah, go ahead, Joe. Favorite Louis 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 a favorite thing. A favorite thing. You gotta oh, get closer to the mic closer, or speak up. Okay, I didn't know how far. It or you yell like I do. Um, honestly, I, I mean, I was really glad to be asked to participate in many panels at all. That's always kind of a rewarding experience because after five years of doing this, it's it's nice to know that there's still people who pay attention and are willing to give little guys a chance, even if it's not you know big chances. But we could take any chance. We've done it before. We'll do it again. Very cool. Yeah, my favorite is also panel related. When this really cool podcast invited us onto their panel, Dungeon Crawl. Who could that have been? <laughs> it, it was an awesome experience. I mean, one one thing is to be at the con, experiencing it. Uh, the other thing, the other side of it is actually being the con, and that that was yeah. that was awesome. That was so thank you for that. Guys. No, no problem. Yep, that was uh, that was amazing. It was fun. Even the Boba Fett thing was fun. But I do have to say that um, a big highlight was meeting Aaron Douglas. I mean, oh, huge awesome. fan, but going up and talking to him, seeing how down to earth he is, and just just so genuine and nice. Like he made my fandom grow up. Those are celebrities you want to bring back. Oh yeah, no, he's amazing. Yeah. Totally adore him. Yeah, you know, I had the chance to interview Adam Baldwin. That was a lot of fun. But I think Aaron Douglas and Kelly Hu, um, especially, I, I now love her deeply. Um, she's Watch one the arrow. of the nicest, nicest women I have ever met, especially at a con setting. Did you happen to see her fingernails? Yeah. I did. They got pictures. Hanging. Yeah, she, she, awesome. she let me take pictures of them because yeah. they were so cool. She was just a nice lady. For yeah. your other website. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fingernails.com. Is that a real website? Probably. Maybe. I guarantee it. Just because you, it is how the web works. It the is. The instant you say it out loud, it exists on the web. I used to say that about fetish rings, but that's... <laughs> I don't want to know what you do at home. Um, I have to say my favorite thing, probably because I'm a negative person, was uh, <laughs> sitting in the uh, conspiracy <laughs> theory... <laughs> pat- or, in the audience of the panel, snorting in derision. <laughs> the entire Throughout time we're looking over at him, he's just... <laughs> 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 I thought you were having some kind of seizure. <laughs> it spawned a great conversation afterward. That, that zombie uh, panel with Craig Nebo and uh, 
uh, Michael, Michael Brent Brent Collins and Dave Butler, where they were have cats awesome. doing a vote for if zombies should have the right to vote. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it, it was. A, and it we was are posting video of that later. Awesome. Very cool. So, oh All right. Well, thank you guys for dropping in on us. No it's actually certainly probably made the last half of our show more interesting than the first. <laughs> we Listeners, you, you don't have to agree or disagree. You know, just come agree. back next week. And check out Dungeon Crawlers at DungeonCrawlersRadio.com. Yes. A super long URL.com. <laughs> we'll work on something shorter. <laughs> At DCR underscore show, show I think we Twitter. DCR.com. At dungeon crawlers underscore all spelled out. <laughs> all right. This has been another com. episode of Stolen Droids. Until next time, cheers. End of line. Good day. See ya. Later. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production. <laughs>